Welcome to the Southern Glow Podcast. My name is Carrie Hyatt Richmond. I'm a wife, extra needs mama, homeschool teacher, fantasy author, and empath. I'm here with one goal in mind, to enrich your entire world by empowering you to live in it authentically and honestly as the exact soul you were sent here to be. It's time to release all the outdated cultural paradigms, generational facades, and hectic patterns that are draining the magic out of your days. By choosing to anchor back into your soul and to reconnect with your intuition, you will compose a unique harmonic identity that enriches every aspect of your life. I cannot wait to share all the tools, shifts, and rituals that you can implement to step into the reality you've been longing for. I know that we're going to have the best time connecting, so thank you for pushing play today. Now, let's reclaim your glow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. I am beyond tickled to be here with one of my favorite people in the whole universe right now, Gervais. She is my life coach. She's just incredible, and any introduction I try to do will not do her justice. So I'm just gonna let her introduce herself to you guys. Oh my <laughs> she dabbles in all the things. I don't even know how I could try to sum you up into a little bubble. So I'm just gonna Aww. toss it to you and let you say hello. Oh my gosh. You're so adorable. I love how you said I'm tickled. I'm so tickled. Um, thank That's you my so much coming out. I love it. It's so, so appropriate for your avatar. Love that. Um, yeah, I so th- first of all, thank you so much for inviting me. You were like, I don't know if this I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah, I want to be on your podcast. So um so I'm Gervais. I also have a podcast called It's All Me and um my brand It's All Me is is partly my brand and partly um, a signature coaching framework that came out of like 20 years of my own healing journey. Um, I walked myself into a therapist's office when I was 19 years old in New York City to just start to ask, like, how come I always feel responsible for others and also like I'm letting them down? Like, what is going on? And so that just took me on a really wild path of healing. I've worked with, um, I've been really fortunate to find really like a handful of excellent therapists and coaches and mentors along my path. And mm-hmm. Um, that got me to where I am today, which is not at the end of the path. Feels important to mention, not at the end of the path. There's never an ending. Um, but yeah, it's never ending, but it's definitely different than where I started for sure. And um, I now call myself an integrative coach and a hypnotist, and I uh, teach other women how to embody it's all me for themselves in every area of their lives to take back their power from the lies and conditioning that culture and um, the world kind of put onto them that they internalized and just to feel free as their authentic selves. So how's that? That was, see, I wasn't even going to try because that was amazing and I couldn't (laughs) even. (laughs) So thank you for that. Um, And for anyone who is new here and doesn't know, I have done a lot of work with G over the last few years. Um, and man, we just, we actually, I was a a guest on your podcast, uh, earlier this year, I think. So I'll put a link to that in my bio, but where we kind of went through a lot of our work together. So if you're curious what it's like to work with a life coach, 
um, and to kind of dip your toes into that realm. We cover a lot of that in there. Mm -hmm. So I'll put that in the, in the notes um, for everyone, but I'm so tickled that we're here. (laughs) So again, (laughs) it feels like we've come so far and it's funny. I try to think back to the version of me that you met when I first came to you and was saying, "I, I think we need to work together. I really think this is a good fit. And this is the next right step for me. And actually it was the first step in my healing journey. So you went to the therapist's office and, mm-hmm. and kind of knew this is what I'm struggling with, whatever. I just came to you and said, my life is falling apart <laughs> and I don't know why. And all these people are walking out of it. And I just, I feel so powerless and out of control and like everything is happening to me. And mm-hmm just the doors that you opened for me and all the conversations that we had in those couple of years were just so important and so healing. And I look back on that and I have so much compassion for that version of myself. And I'm just so thankful that she met you and you, you built me up and pulled me through all that. And so I'm really excited to be sitting here. I never in my wildest dreams envisioned I would have my own podcast and be sitting here talking to you on it, but I'm yeah, it just feels like a beautiful full circle thing. And so yeah. it's just really fun. But yeah, the can I say something about of... that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Can I say something? Because it's so like, it's so beautiful the way that you talk about that. And I feel like you think that like, I, I saved you and like, I came into your life at, at, you know, a magical moment, which I'm not here to like (laughs) discredit anything that feels true for you, but I also don't know if I've ever told you that like, I feel the same way about you. You are the first client who, A, listened to my podcast. Like you are the first client. Yeah. You are the first client that came back into my world. I think after COVID I'm not, I I don't want to like, don't quote me here, but I really think um, my business up until COVID and my podcast was in-person events. And mm-hmm. then COVID came and my whole everything was just exploded in a day and my income and my my plans for my career. And I did a whole lot of like what everybody else did for a couple months there after COVID. And then I started a podcast and I was like, okay, I think my goal is to actually just focus more on coaching. Like I love coaching. I kind of got away from coaching. And I think you were one of the first people that came back in. And I feel like for me, you were like a, I feel like you saved me. And I don't know if I've ever told you that. And like, I remember you saying something about listening to my podcast, like a lot. <laughs> you said stalker listen. level, it was me. <laughs> but it- but it's I like it's probably hard. quoted them and I was like, but I'm gonna listen again. <laughs> I, I find it tends to be like that. It's either like nobody's interested or somebody's like super interested, which is yeah. which is what we want, right? Like when we're right. creating our our heart work, our soul work in the world. But yeah. but you were the first person that made me feel like, oh, I it's good that I'm doing this but like people are actually someone, one person is listening and it's helping her. And then you became a client and it was like Okay, this is one client that is so it's a, a soulmate client, you know, and it was the first one after my third baby and COVID and everything. And so I just want you to know that I feel like Aww. you need just to know, like, I feel like we saved each other in our own ways. Like we really found each other and it felt so miraculous. It truly felt like we were just put in each other's path at the exact right 
time so that mm-hmm. like I could serve you, but also you could serve me. And it just, it was really organic and magical that way. And so I just wanted, I just wanted people to know that about you. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I mean, You're truly welcome. that even makes it feel even more like mm-hmm. just divine intermit- intervention. And it was just totally. divine timing and the universe it really was. was in it. And I was ready for the teacher and you were ready for the little student. Yeah. And it was just, it was so perfect. So yeah. Oh, I love hearing that. That makes me so excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. And then not long after that, you kind of integrated this. It's all me. Frame yeah. Set. Cause at first, I, think it was I can't remember what your podcast was called first, but you, you, it you changed the champagne it. society. Oh, it was the champagne society. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause that and was then I started friends. getting sober curious and I was like, this really does not feel aligned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good time to rebrand. <laughs> like literally that was like my number one reason for rebranding is cause I was like yeah. really dabbling with my own sober curiosity. And I realized even though I'm still, you know, I'm not sober now, but I just was like, I don't want to be a stand for champagne. Like I don't, I'm not calling in that woman. I don't, I'm not judging. There's nothing, you know, great. I obviously had a love affair with champagne for a long time, but I was just like, I really, it just really feels like it's off brand and I need to really hone in on what I, what is my intention with this podcast? So yeah, I rebranded and like, um, I know it was a January, but I think it was like a year later because I wasn't podcasting consistently. It was kind of like, you know, on and off when I could. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was so beautiful and it just hit home everything that I think you had been building up until that point with mm-hmm. what your end goal was and the clients you were trying to call in. And I just, I love it. I think it's so beautiful. Oh, and you. when at the first time I was like, it's all me. And I was like, what? Oh, and, then I, and then when it clicked, I was like, it's all me. And, yeah, and I love that you do that. You're like, God, it's all me. It comes down to me, my mindset, my choices, everything. It, it yes. affects all the things. And so I love so much that you were just getting that out there for everyone. And you guys are saying this podcast in this podcast link, because <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> from beginning to end. And I would highly recommend starting at the beginning because I very vividly remember listening to your little intro um, Mm. one and it just just hit home to me on so many levels. And Mm. I just intuitively knew this woman is a woman that needs to be in my life. I need more of this. It's just Mm. everything you were speaking to is so true. And no one was speaking like that. (laughs) It was, it was just so needed and such a breath of fresh air. So, so yeah. I'm so glad. And again, it's like, it's just so nice when people are like, when they get you, I think it's just being seen, you know, we all just want to be seen. And that's like, my job is to see. And, and it's so nice when you connect with the people you're meant to connect with and they just mm-hmm. get you, you know, because I was working with someone several months ago and they were like, shouldn't it be called? It's all you, you know, like you're talking to someone. And I was like, I could see why you would say that. And I'm digging my heels in because I want somebody to like embody it. I want it to be Mm. theirs. I want it. I don't want it to be me talking to them. I want it to be them remembering who they are and like taking it for themselves. Mm. And it's just hits a little different. And so even just to hear you say that, I'm like, of course, of course, Carrie. Oh, sorry. Can I curse? It's (laughs) such a power. (laughs) It's such a power flip when you, when you look at it that way. Yeah. That's what I wanted it to be for like every woman who claims it for herself. Right. To really have that mantra for themselves. And 
um, it's just different than somebody talking to you and being like, hello, it's all you. Cause you can't look mm -hmm. in the mirror. Well, I guess you can look in the mirror cause you're looking at your reflection. But you, can't, like, <laughs> you can't be cooking dinner and it's just, I just like it better. I just like it better. So no, it's beautiful. I love it. And yeah, since I can't get enough of you, your hypno hypnosis tracks. So for anyone who is curious about that, I could totally talk about that all day. Those were an absolute game changer for me. I remember I first mm -hmm. kind of was like, what is this? You know, she's offering mm -hmm. this, this, this thing now. And so I, I Googled it, <laughs> I went to the Googles <laughs> and actually one of the first things I found though, was this beautiful, um, article that they had done this study that showed the amount of actual change that one could go through over a period of just doing therapy alone for six months or a year or six months to a year therapy and hypnosis in combination and how mm -hmm. fast it sped up their progress. And I mm -hmm. was just like, Oh my gosh, I need that. It's yeah. like putting therapy and steroids and like the stat, the stats are, are do this. really significant. And they're so beautiful. You make these beautiful custom tracks for all of your clients that are just mm -hmm. You guys, her voice is just like the voice <laughs> of an angel. <laughs> they're listening. They're like, I don't hear it. <laughs> when she makes these tracks and you, you put on your like, your, I use your, a like, different voice. Your voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the bedtime voice or whatever, the bedroom voice or whatever. No, it's really not, but it's beautiful and it's so soothing. And then, you know, half the time you fall asleep to it, which is fine because your brain is still listening anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're, you know, wonderful enough to stay awake to the end. You just get to the end and you're just going, oh, it was just so good. And you feel so empowered and so refreshed. And it has been such an absolute game changer. I actually even reached out to you and got information on someone who could make a track for my son, Wyatt. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. My mentor, Wyatt. Rebecca Shaw is so gifted. Yeah. I feel really lucky to have trained under her because she, um, She's, she's just such, uh, intuitively gifted, mm -hmm. um, hypnosis or hypnotist. So yeah. I'm so glad that worked out. You said he, yeah, she I'm made so him like a beautiful track. And I just, yeah. it was just one of these cool full circle moments where I saw the work I was doing on myself. All these tools are, can be just as effective on my children. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I was able to implement that with Wyatt and mm -hmm. it was just so beautiful. And mm. yeah. I hypnotized my kids last night. Did you? <laughs> why yeah, I, uh, wants to know the why I don't pull out a um like a, a wristwatch or something and make him stare. Um, <laughs> that's said, called that's, theater that's hypnosis. hypnosis. That's not real. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's not real, and it gave hypnosis a bad rap, actually. Um. Yeah. But it's funny too. Like I don't know. I think I know I was this kind of person. Whenever I found just personal growth in general. I would be like, what is the right way to do a thing? You know, like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm studying hypnosis. Like, what is the formula and how do I do it perfectly? And, and you know, I need all my conditions to be perfect so I can, you know, speak a hypnosis track. And then the more I've been doing it, it's been several years now, I'm like, oh, this is just like everything else. Like you get to weave it intuitively in and out of, your work, your motherhood, your life so that it works for you. And, um, you know, so, so doing it for my kids last night was really interesting because a former version of me who just maybe just didn't have enough reps in yet. Like I just, you know, a lot of stuff in life, you just, you just got to get in there and like, just like podcasting, you know, you do the first like 
I don't know. I think I only have done 106 episodes and that's over a span of years. So only. I think after you do <laughs> like a handful, you really start to be like, oh, like I feel more confident. I feel more sure how to do this. And I think hypnosis was the same for me. And yeah. um, and now I'm just like making it up as I go. And I'm like, it's fine. Like Aria's asleep as I'm doing it. I'm like, okay, what do I, what is the messaging I want to like put in their little minds tonight? You know, like, okay, mm. like you are safe. Like just thinking about like what happened throughout the day so I can respond mm. to what is actually happening for my kids today. Um, it's, it's just been really liberating to just remember like all these tools, um, all the work, like you can make it intuitive. You can apply it in whatever way works for you. Like I can be doing a client session and be doing, you know, some focalizing. And then mm -hmm. I end up like I was doing this yesterday and then I ended up counting her back. And I was like, oh, that was, that was interesting. I never done that before. And counting up and down is something you normally do in um, hypnotherapy, not in focalizing. Um, and focalizing for those who don't know is um, another modality that I I became a practitioner in this year, which is like a trauma-informed somatic body-based um, method, essentially. And I just like put them together. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> I just kind of think this would be good right now. And it still gets to work and it doesn't need to be, I don't know, like just exactly how my teacher did it. Right. You know? Yeah. I love that you're able to take two tools that you now feel so comfortable with and just... Mm -hmm almost effortlessly blend them together in a way that was just needed in that moment for that client. Yeah. It's so cool. Well, and intuition is why I think mm -hmm. like I, I think focalizing at the end of my training, like it was almost not the last module, but the second to last, you know, it's a three month training. We met every week for like three hours and they, it was a whole module on intuition and how this is one of the seven conditions, um, no, no, sorry. One of there's like a nine pointed star of like all the different ways you're working somatically with the client in a session. And one of the points is intuition. You know, there's like gentle touch, like put your hand on your body. There, there's all these different things, but intuition was one of them. And once they started talking about it, I was like, oh, I really got this now. Like I really got it because up until then I was doing that thing that we all do that is so limiting where you're just like, what is the right way to focalize? Like, what is the right way? And it just felt like I was trying so hard to learn it. And then it was like, okay, I'm learning it, but now I get to add an intuition. And so I can just flow with it. Like, I will just know whether we need to, you know, suspend or put a hand on our body or do this exercise or that one. And it's just helped so much. I am just Sorry, I'm just jibber jabbering. No, away, you're but. good. That's such a beautiful real life example of such a foundational tool that you taught me that I was mm -hmm. so far disconnected from my intuition and even not even listening to that, following my energy, like none of those things. And those were tools that when you introduced them to me and I started integrating them into my everyday were absolute game changers. Absolute. Mm. I used to make these lists and I was like, okay, here's all the stuff I got to get done today. And I was stressed out about it so much because mm -hmm. those are the things on my list, even if I wasn't feeling them. And so it would take mm -hmm. 10 times longer or be way more stressful or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it was kind of like, I needed you to give me permission <laughs> yep. with quote unquote, um, to just lean into what I intuitively felt was like, Oh no, actually, I know I said I wasn't do this today, 
but I, this feels way more aligned and I'm going to actually clean up the garage because I'm feeling it mm-hmm. and I've had the energy for it. And just leaning into that, I get so much more done and I'm mm-hmm. so much less stressed out. <laughs> so thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's yeah. So Energetic beautiful. time management is one, <laughs> that's all I one thing they call that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kick thing. your lists and get rid of those and just start. What do I feel to do? <laughs> what, am, what do I feel like I have the energy for right now? And then the things will just take care of themselves. It's just, it's really cool to watch that happen. Not that I don't still keep a calendar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for mm-hmm. me, if it's on the calendar, like appointments aren't real and I have to write everything down, but enabling myself to just go with the flow in parenting and my work. And, mm-hmm. and what's so crazy is I have to live that way. I think that was one of the reasons why I was so uncomfortable for so long, you know, mm. with an extra needs kid, you have no idea what kind of day you're walking into. It could be a super mm. emotional hurricane day. Um, and then the school situation, it's kind of ever changing. Um, so I have to be flexible. And it's so funny mm. growing up. I used to always tell my mom, I just, I just don't like change. You know, it's just, I just want it to be that it needs to stay this way. However it was it needs to stay that way. I don't like change. And it's mm. so funny because I was so serious about it. And then I got Wyatt and became a mother and it's, you, you have to learn how to just flow with it all. So mm-hmm. it doesn't just crack you and to, to be moldable and bendable and you, but you were really able to put that into a completely different perspective for me of not, I was still, I think still t- stuck in my perfectionist tendencies so much. Mm that, you know, well, this is how I've always done it. This is how I have to do it. The lists are accurate. They're right. You know, Mm. that masculine energy, I used to work Mm -hmm. in a news station. So it was very much ingrained in me that, you know, that, that workflow. So when you open those floodgates for me of leaning into my feminine and Mm. following my energy that way, oh, it was so good. (laughs) It's still so good. And I love that. And so I'm so grateful. That's another thing that you gave me that you probably didn't even... (laughs) I love I even though so. just so many little things just stacked up a session by session, month after month. And, you know, yeah. over a couple of years, you just, you learn so much about yourself through your healing. And then the, the beautiful tools that you taught me that I had, you know, none of this was modeled to me before we worked together. Mm-hmm. So it was just, I keep saying this, but like a breath of fresh air to have yeah. this completely new perspective on how I can live life in a way that actually feels aligned and in tuned with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be stressed out and checking all the boxes to be productive. And so it was yeah. just such a gift to be able yeah. to lean into that. So I don't well, even it sounds like you, there. you were learning to trust yourself. Yeah. You know, you're learning to trust your intuition. You're learning to trust your yeses and your no's. Sometimes we're just like, oh, but the thing on my list has to be a yes, because I told Susie I would go to her birthday party and bring a side. And like, this is the crazy thing to me is that what you're describing is so universal. Like that's, this is one of the, I mean, it, it feels like so long ago that this was me. Um, It was so, as you can imagine, I was dead inside, but that was me pregnant with my first. So that's 10 years ago. That was me talking to my therapist, like, oh, I got to do the things I got to, you know, these are the things on the list. Um, And it's just, I think pretty much every woman I know, like every woman that's ever come into my world, 
we're all just living in this place that is so that has so attached worthiness and success with doing and the plan mm. that we don't feel like we can trust what we actually want. And so I just think it's wild that that ranges from like, I may want a different career to I may want to cancel on this birthday party. <laughs> That's mm. the crazy thing. That's like, you know, those two things are not the same size. If we're t- talking about like eating, like biting off more than you can chew. Yeah. Um, and so, so often it's just, it sounds silly, but when it's just building that muscle of self-trust, when you're like, I kind of want to clean the garage today, but my list says I need to write for my book. And you can just trust that like nothing will explode or be on fire if you just do what you feel to do and clean the garage. And you do that enough times on the small things, like the Mm -hmm. things that really don't matter. But we have been brainwashed to believe they matter the most when what really matters is, are we thriving in our womanhood? Like, do we feel like our life is authentically ours? Do we feel like our motherhood genuinely reflects the gifts we came here to give our children? But to do that, we would have to trust our magic, trust the feminine, trust the flow, trust the receiving, trust the resting, trust the creation, trust the inspired creativity, like all those things. And so watching you, my experience has been just seeing that you were just really um, sustainably building trust, building self-trust by doing those things over time and then seeing like, whoa, I wrote a book. I did write a book. I cleaned the garage and I wrote a book, (laughs) even though I didn't write on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday at 6 a.m. when I said I would. I wrote Saturday for six hours and Sunday for 20 minutes in between, you know, church and dinner and lunch, church and dinner, God, (laughs) church and brunch or whatever, right? Like just taking off all conditions Mm -hmm. And just focusing on the desire and the impetus we have to do a thing and trusting, like, I desire to write a book. Okay. Like, if I'm getting rid of all the obstacles, the limits, and I'm just practicing this new way of womaning, I'm going to write a book. And then every time you do a bigger thing, like from cleaning the garage to writing the book, then you just have that deep self-acknowledgement, like, I did the thing I said I was going to do and I did it on my own terms and maybe it took longer. And actually that was for the best because motherhood needed me here and I was working on this and I was healing this thing. And actually it was a beautiful pace. And then suddenly you're different because you can really trust your feminine and yourself. Yes. That trust in self. And it's that muscle that you have to slowly start working and get, you know, used to. And at first it feels so strange and almost like you're waiting on someone to come to your house and be like, you are doing this wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This isn't how we do things. But little by little, you have these little reassuring moments where you followed your intuition, you leaned into the feeling, you followed your energy and it rewarded you so much that you just have to acknowledge oh, that really worked out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to cue that away and remember the next time I have that feeling that, well, I need to do all these things done today, but I'm really feeling too. 
do something else, you know, follow it, trust it. And then the more you work it, the easier it gets until it's kind of second nature. And then you just, Mm -hmm. it opens the doors for you to just kind of flow through life Mm -hmm. in such a much less frazzled way, (laughs) which I feel like was my default for so many years. It just felt like there were so many things percolating and so many things that I had to had to do, you know, and then even reframing little things like that from, mm-hmm. oh, I have to do all this stuff. Okay. I get to take the kids to this thing today, you know, mm. changing even my language and trying to work with the kids to do that too. It's funny mm. sometimes. Um, it means my little mama. Sometimes I even hear her know by it. You don't have to, you get to. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> At least they're listening. <laughs> yeah. Just those little reframes, you know, and kind of removing that victim mentality of feeling like life is always happening to me and so fast and I can't control it. And, you know, just having faith and peace in my power and knowing that I will get all the necessary things done in the time that they are meant to be done. And, it just, it removes so much stress from your life. Mm. I feel like such a hippie even saying that. I don't know, uh, <laughs> but it's just, you're not stressed and burnt out. You're such a hippie. <laughs> I know. I, and that's, that's our culture. <laughs> crazy. Like yeah. that is crazy. Like, think about, think about that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't feel so stressed and burnt out. So I must be a hippie. And it's just asinine. It's like our culture has kept women so distracted Mm -hmm. with stupid stuff that does not matter and convinced us it is the most urgent thing. And meanwhile, I hear you talking about mothering and feel this queen energy and like what your life and I believe a higher power is inviting you into is like be the mother that you are here to be, like queen mother energy. But you can't be that woman if you are obeying the rules of being stressed, burnt out, and distracted mm-hmm. by a to-do list. Like you, you it's yeah. I do think you gotta choose. There is, I do think there is a moment, like you can do all the little practices that you want, um, you know, like choosing the garage over the whatever. But I do, I have experience for myself and for clients. This one is, this one can linger for a long time because at at the end of the day, it has to be a decision of like, I am, I no longer consent to this. Like I am not available for this. Like I choose, like it's all me. Okay. So I have choice here. Do I want to dive into my kids today? Or do I want to do this to-do list? Nobody is holding my feet to the fire right now. It feels that way. And that is so real, you know, and I, you know, we have to acknowledge like privilege and socioeconomic status and all the things that make women feel like it's impossible. But I, I have somebody in my DMs right now who, you know, seems like she has everything. And she's like, well, I, I don't get to rest. You know, I'm the breadwinner. And I understand that very primal fear. And I think that's when sometimes you need a little help. Like you need a little help working through that Mm. trauma being stored in the body because this is just a cycle. You either need to um, 
you need support in releasing from your body, <laughs> you know, like that's what focalizing is. And then if you've done that enough times, it's like, it's just time to choose. It's just time to choose. Like, I just, I'm not, I'm not doing this. It doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. My brain is telling me it matters. My body knows, my intuition, my soul, my heart knows that my kids are what matters. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm just using that example because because you brought it up and it can obviously be, it's my job that matters. And like, yeah. I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. Like it can be anything, but <clears throat> yeah. No, it's... yeah, that makes total sense. And it even makes me think of a conversation I had with a mom at Emmy's dance a couple of weeks ago. And in this conversation, I could just tell she was just doing all the extracurriculars mm-hmm. to the point that she was about to just lose it. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of gently tried to remind her that, you know, if she wanted to lean in more to what the kids really loved and let the other things fall away, it would free up so much more space for her to enjoy mm-hmm. watching them grow and the things that they really loved. Yeah. And also be more present and peaceful. And just, I just felt my heart just broke talking to her because I could just feel how stressed she was and mm-hmm. almost like so tight in her, I hate to say rigidness, but she was just clinging so tightly to, mm-hmm. we do all the things and, yeah. you know, so we're we not going to let anything go. Yeah. And that is yeah. so much this culture. I think we've yeah. even had a talk before you and I, um, of just, oh my gosh, if it's a day in the week and it's after school, you got about 15 stops to make. Everyone's eating fast food. We're in the car. We're rushing from here to there. Um, mm-hmm. And that's normal. And it's almost abnormal if you choose to mm-hmm. step back mm-hmm. <laughs> and take a breather and mm-hmm. reevaluate. Do we actually want to spend mm-hmm. our time here? Does this mm-hmm. actually feel good? And then mm-hmm. it's a two-way partnership too. Um, <laughs> almost like breastfeeding. I feel like I was like all on board. As long as both parties were happy, I was mm-hmm. good with it. But I, I remember having this moment where I was like, okay, I'm not just trying to get to a year or whatever they say is right. Mm. I'm going to stop when I can't, I do not desire this anymore, you know, and whichever party gets there first, I won't force it to continue if it's the baby and you know, whatever. And we'll just part ways. And I had that moment with Wyatt. Bless him. I think he would have nursed <laughs> longer if I don't <laughs> yeah. three and a half years was long enough for me. And then I had this newborn Emmy and I was like, you know what? I can't. I, I tried the tandem nursing thing. Not for me. I'm tapped out. Baby gets my attention Mm. now. Mm. And then with Emmy, I was mentally prepared to kind of, you know, just whenever I got to that point, enough is enough. And then she surprised me. And a week before her first birthday, just like weaned herself overnight, just mm -mm, Mm -hmm. get away from me. And so I was kind of like the one in mourning and shock and like, well, but I didn't have time to mentally prepare for this. Yeah. (laughs) And I pretty much knew that she was my last baby and stuff. So it was super emotional. Um, but tying all that back into the, the extracurriculars, I mean, it's a two-way street. Mom is driving the car. Mom is getting you to all the things. She's the one waiting and hustling and doing, you know, but if you're doing all this and this energy of it is absolutely draining me, I'm miserable. I just can't with all this stuff. Hurry up. We're going to be late, you know, mm-hmm. and, the, and the kid's not even enjoying it. You know, it just mm-hmm. kind of, so I try to always remember, you know, it's a two-way street and both parties need to absolutely be on board. The kids need Mm. to be all in hell. Yeses. This is so fun. I want to do this. And I have to also agree. Yes, I can commit to that. 
That doesn't feel draining to me. That feels like I want to support that and I can, and I will show up for you and we will do this together because it is a partnership. Yeah. So we kind of stepped away from a lot of stuff back in January. The kids were doing like parkour and Emmy was like trying to do national stuff with them. And it was just, it was a lot. And I noticed little by little that she wasn't having fun anymore. Mm -hmm. And she's my Leo and she is super competitive. (laughs) (laughs) and she wasn't winning the titles that she wanted and stuff. And so I just asked her, I said, is this not fun anymore? You know, do you want to take a break? Because we can cancel this at any time. I just want you to know, because we signed up for this thing, doesn't mean that you are locked and loaded to it ball and chain for the next five years or something. You know, it's more important to me that you are happy. And if there's something else that you would rather try, or if you want to try nothing, and so we talked, I talked to both of the kids like that. And they both were kind of like, we don't want to do anything. <laughs> Can we just not? And I was like, nope. yes, I would love that. Actually, I would love to just be able to pick up Emmy, come home. And then we're just here. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we want to go for a walk, we can, if I want to cook dinner, we can cook dinner, you know, and we just have more spaciousness for all of us to just exist. And so we did that for eight or nine months and it felt so good. And then Emmy came along and this fall was like, I kind of want to get back into dance. You know, I really want to do tap again. And she hadn't done it in two or three years. And so I was like, are you sure, you know, you just want to do tap? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I really want to do it. And I thought, okay, that's a yes from her. And I can handle that. It's one afternoon. That's not a big deal. All right. We're both in and we're good. So I think having that constant reevaluation of, making sure everyone's in alignment with that partnership and you're not, you know, stressing, I must get the kids to all the things and burn the wick at both ends just to, I don't know. It's just, it seems like so much, but when I kind of gave us permission to, for a while, that was just good for us. Not that anyone else needs to do that, but just to drop all the things and step back and reevaluate, okay, where do we really want to put our time and energy And then she also came um, around this fall and really wanted to do piano. And Mm. so, and it worked out that she could stay after school one day uh, for a little bit longer and play with her old teacher, get a little lesson. And I was like, well, this this is going to be on the same day as dance. Does that feel like too much, you know, and, you know, we can try it. And if it feels like too much, you know, because it just happened, they're both on Wednesday, let me know. And then we can Mm -hmm. reevaluate, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel like, you know, no, I have to go to piano, you know. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then she's ended up loving them. And because she is all in on them and mm-hmm. I'm all in on supporting her, it doesn't feel draining or like a chore. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. get your bag. It's time for dance. Let's go. <laughs> mm. You know? Oh my God. I just want to like slow clap <laughs> for everything that you just said. You're so sweet. Because what I'm hearing is that your kids had the opportunity to trust their yeses and their noes, even when they were babies. Yes. (laughs) Think about how many kids, babies are like, I'm done breastfeeding. And the mom's like, no, 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 no. We have to get to a year Mm -hmm. because this is the rule that some board of somebody somewhere said to for, right. And I'm going to put this pressure and it's beautiful. And I under, I mean, I was that mom just to clarify, like I, it probably sounds like I'm being so judgmental and I'm not because I really, I really have, been here and it feels like you don't have a choice, but you do. And it's such a gift to your kids to teach them about their sacred yes and no's because 
because I mean, I I work with, you know, grown women who have never even cons- considered like, what is a, what does a yes and a no actually feel like? What What does that feel like in my body? What does it feel like in my heart? What does it feel like in my life? And so what you're describing that you're doing now is only possible because you are in tune with your yes and no. Because again, a lot of parents might feel like I don't, I don't get to, maybe this is a no for me, but I don't get to have a no. Like this is not okay. My no is not acceptable. And they feel really scared to be the one that gives a no. I mean, I'm the one who, (laughs) you're talking to the mom who got the guinea pig, the, uh, the therapy during COVID. Cause I got this like really clear feeling of like, okay, my she was, I don't know, eight at the time or seven or whatever. I don't even know. COVID. She was doing virtual school alone. all day. And I was just like, this is horrible. Like she needs an animal or something. And then and then our life changed in the matter of nine months. And we were out all the time. And mm-hmm. that guinea pig was just, you know, atrophying in the corner of the playroom. Nobody was ever playing with him. Nobody was ever picking him up. I mean, I was like, you are responsible for cleaning his cage more often. But it just in general, I was like, this is this is no, this is not the vibe. And yeah. now this is a no. And it was a yes before. And now it's a no. And this is hard. This is uncomfortable because I don't want to be the mom who's forcing my kid to give up her pet. But I was like, you are not giving this pet a life and you are not even playing with him. And so I don't want to believe that we can't handle this hard conversation where we get really honest about the fact that you, you're kind of over the guinea pig and I'm not feeling it. Like it's too much for me. Um, and we do that whole thing. And it, I mean, it worked out so beautifully, just in case anybody's concerned. I posted on Instagram within 24 hours, this guinea pig was rehomed. He's like famous in um, McClellanville. He he lives with a teacher who works at this school that has farm animals. He is like a class pet. I've seen pictures. There's pictures of him like in a car, like on the road in Key West, on the road in California. Like they take him traveling like this guinea pig is He's literally living, living life. his best life. <laughs> and all because I we were willing to be like, this is a no. Like, this yeah. is a no. And it's like, oh, I want to be, you know, mom guilt and all of that stuff. But I'm like, I do not consent to all of this nonsense. Like, who said? Who who made this rule? Like, no, this yeah. is clearly a no. And I think mm-hmm. it's hard to be afraid and do what you want to do anyway. You know, it's hard to be the one that's different. I mean, I constantly feel like I'm the alien mom <laughs> in the city because, you know, my, my, yes, I mean, you name it in any category. I'm like, oh, I think this isn't going to work for us. Like we did the soccer field thing and I was just like, this is what we're doing. I, this is not for me. This is, I, this is not for me. Like we were going twice a week. There's like, 500 kids on this field. I mean, it's bananas. I got my two-year-old and we were coming back on Saturdays, but I'm looking at the field and I'm like, my girls are not even really trying. And that's okay. I don't think that means that they're they're not hard workers. I just think that means they're not into this. Yeah. And I'm not into this. So why we don't have to do this? (laughs) We don't have to do it. We can just, yeah, we can just Just drop it. And and not be afraid 
that like, if we don't do this, then she won't belong anywhere. She'll never have friends. She'll never be successful at life. She won't get a college scholarship. She won't be athletic. She's going to be, I mean, all the fears come up and I, I noticed them. I was like, Ooh, that conditioning, like I hear it, but I just know it's a lie. Like, I just know it's BS because it's all mired in fear. Like if you don't keep up with the rat race, something like you will fall behind you won't belong you won't be successful and you just have to really choose like I am not playing this game I am not in this race I'm going to win my own game with my own family in our own way that feels you know beautiful and right for us and that has to be good enough It, it has to be it has to be okay like can you just imagine when you think about a God, like, I just can't believe that, that a divine being would be like, no, no, you were supposed to do all these things that you didn't want to do to get the thing out of your life that you're meant to have. Like, it just doesn't, I'm like, what kind of a God would do? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. I just, to me, it just feels like, like pushing a boulder up a hill. And I don't believe that Mm. a co-creator is so manipulative and conniving. Like, I'm just like, no, They want it to be easy. They want you to have your fullest expression of your one incredible life. And they want you to expand that and share it with all the people you come into contact the same way that butterflies and bees go around from flower to flower and they just drink the whatever's in the flowers. What is it? The nectar? I don't know. And then they spread it all around and then more flowers grow. And that's what it is. Like we're just giant butterflies, you know, but we're just making it complicated and putting ourselves like in this like do. rat maze <laughs> overcomplicate I just, all the things <laughs> yeah and i just think god is like what are you actually doing this is crazy you're supposed to be frolicking in fields right now you know anyway well, i think that's so beautiful to tie it back to the hamster too though that would have been such a challenge for me mm-hmm. knowing that we said yes to this thing oh yeah the changing your mind <laughs> the changing we your hate mind. doing that you know Knowing that it's okay to change your mind at any point and just because it worked before and was a yes before doesn't mean it has to be a yes indefinitely and giving yourself that grace and that trust to say, okay, it was a yes. Now it's a no. And I trust that and let's move on. And then I think it's also beautiful when you see the kids not fully invested in something or struggling in something to remember that, you know, it's almost the same mentality as in business. You know, you should spend more time not getting tutors and focusing on your deficits, but on your strengths, because then Mm -hmm. you just get better. So if you really plug in and channel into what they're interested in, what they're strongest at, they're going to be so much more successful and happy in every aspect as they continue to grow. And then you're happy and relaxed because your child is happy and relaxed. And it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful how that works out. I totally agree. Well, I'm looking at the clock and I I want to be very respectful of your time. I'm just, this was such a good conversation. I knew it would be. And I'm so (laughs) grateful that you took time out of your schedule to come and be on my little baby podcast, still here in its infancy. At this point, I still haven't even announced it yet. So I'm just, I'm so excited to just, to bring this out, drop it in hot or coming in hot, whatever they say. Yeah. It's going to be so great. And I'm just so appreciative. Thank you so much for taking your time and bringing your wisdom and your love and your light to every conversation we have. It is always 
such an honor and a privilege to share space with you because you never walk away from a conversation with Gervais without feeling like you've effing got this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and without feeling more empowered and just more like, yeah, I don't know. You're just such an uplifting soul. And I think you don't even realize that you're doing it. You're just being you. <laughs> and it's just so that's like part of the beauty of working with you. It's just, it's so good, but thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you have a podcast. I feel like it's a duh. I'm oh. like, yes, of course. Book podcast. Yes. Keep going. Um, so, so it's yeah. just, I'm so happy to, yeah, to be connected and have you in my life. And, um, I love this conversation. This was so fun for me. So I hope somebody got yeah. something helpful from it. I can't fathom that someone won't, but you guys have to send us messages and let us know what resonated most with yeah. you. Definitely go no follow your face on Instagram and her podcast and all the things because she's constantly dropping knowledge bombs <laughs> and just making you kind of step back and reevaluate things constantly, but in the best way, like, oh, it gets to be better than this. Wait, what? <laughs> it's just, it's so good. So I'm so Thank happy that's you. what you're getting. Thank you. Mom, love you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Nothing lights my soul up more than sharing the deeply impactful tools and rituals that I've gathered along my own journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with someone you love and be sure to subscribe. It's absolutely free and will ensure that you never miss out on the latest. I love connecting with my readers and listeners. So reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know what topics you'd love to have covered in future episodes. If you're looking for a dreamy fantasy read, book one of my debut series, The Unseen Realm, is available now on Amazon. So be sure to grab a copy of Eyes on Fire today. You can find all the links you need in today's show notes. Our time together has come to an end. So until we meet again, take good care of yourself and look for the magic in every day.